Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV, on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benator Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is called Vacations and Traveling with Children. I have three experienced family travelers sitting at the square table with me today. Lindsay Nyberg, Michelle Littman, and Ting Levy. They are world travelers, road trip travelers, Disney goers, and a whole lot more. Lindsay recommended the topic, so I'll let her go first as we talk about the do's and don'ts of traveling with children, what you can plan and what you can't, realities and myths of vacations and traveling with children. So let's start with ages and the places you know best. Lindsay, I'll let you take it away. I have Jake, and he is 18 months, almost 19 months, and uh, I'm a very organized person. I'm a kindergarten teacher and I like things neat and organized and it doesn't always end up that way and that's okay. Um, So we've been all over the U.S. at this point from east coast to west coast and we started traveling since Jake was say about four, no, six months. Awesome. Six months, yes. So how many trips do you take a year and what's your preferred mode of um, transportation? Well, my husband has to travel for work quite a bit, and so we get to make vacations out of his work trips. Okay. So um, we frequently take airplanes, and because he has to travel so much, he gets upgraded. So Jake got to sit in first class at six months old. Oh, we're feeling so bad (laughs) for you. Whereas I sat in first class when I was about, oh, I don't know, 30 years (laughs) old. right, right, right. Right. Okay, well, great. I can't wait to hear about your tips. And, and, and Lindsay said, let's talk about how to plan and organize. So I know she's got great experiences and suggestions out there. Yes. Okay, so now we're going to go to Ting, who's taken her boys to China together and individually. And go ahead, introduce right, yourself. Right, so uh, I'm... I'm very happy to be here to share, you know, some of our hectic experience. Um, I have three boys. Joshua is six, Jeremy is four, and uh, we have a baby, not baby anymore, toddler. He is 13 months now. And uh, we started, you know, I have my entire family in China. So I started taking the kids to China when my oldest was uh, 10 months. And we go to China once a year, twice a year, you know, I'll try. So I've been with one of them, two of them while I was pregnant. So it has been a very interesting journey. Oh, I can't even imagine time change on the other side of the world with children and families. Okay, so we're going to come back to that. Okay, Michelle? Hi, I um, have a very active 
almost uh, 22-month-old daughter. Yes, you'll, you'll find her on Powerful Fearless Girls episode. Um, yes. And we invited Michelle because she travels with her husband on road trips. They are the road trip pro, and they take two dogs along as well. Yes, we have a 60-pound dog and a 15-pound dog, and... Our daughter and we get to go back to back and forth to Virginia once or twice a year, and um, so it's about a fourteen-hour drive. With the baby, it's about a sixteen or seventeen-hour drive. So let's get so. the messy out of the way first. What what is the thing um, that is always the most chaotic? The thing that you that that is the hardest to prepare for, and then we'll go with the easier tips. So, um, I'll just let you continue with that, Michelle. Um, I would say packing the car, packing the car, getting everything. Because both Do you have my room? husband, is there room? I have a truck, and we actually got a truck to travel with the dogs. And then I became pregnant, so it was a good thing because we have a pretty decent sized truck. But um, we also have to use a carrier on top because. It's just too much. The dogs need the room. The ba- you know, we need to have a seat up so we can climb in the back if we need to. If she starts crying <laughs> uncontrollably and just doesn't, you know, can't stop. So, um, and we're both like bring not just the kitchen sink but the kitchen type of people. So we just kind of we have lots of food and lots of toys and okay. We so just kind tell of throw everything what, in. packing the car for a toddler. Um, how do you manage the road trip to keep her happy? What What do you need in the car to keep her happy? Well, let's see. You need um, CDs with lots of fun songs and nursery rooms. We have a three-pack of CDs that it goes from, you know, apples and bananas, and she's coming around the mountain to, you know, lullabies. Does she hear those during the regu- during her regular routine, or are those special travel CDs? Um, no, they're more travel CDs, or we'll sing them more than we'll put... Nowadays, we sing them more than we put on the radio or on the CD. And then we also have uh, on our CD list Adele for when we want to put her to sleep, because she falls asleep to Adele right away. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. That's it nice. And yeah. it's very soothing for parents, too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes once she's asleep, we're like, get it off, because we need to wake up. <laughs> okay. But, um, and you have to have, you know, your iPad, just in case, and um, for apps and stuff like that. Like that snacks and her, you know, your stuffed animals and toys, and for her. Other than that, okay, you favorite know, car toys. Favorite car toys. Um, she has her little Minnie Mouse that um, you know makes noise and like a stuffed. Uh, yeah, a stuffed it's a animal. stuffed little okay. Minnie Mouse, okay. and um, that's you know for the car trips because last time we went she was one, so it's a little different now, and um, we just kind of went and with her favorites and whatever. Yeah. And again, I, maybe it gets easier as they get to be yeah, a we'll little see. bit older. We have another uh, one with car games so. and that. <laughs> so we'll find out yeah. about that. Um, awesome. And I will tell you, and, to, and tell everybody that app that you told me to get when I was taking my road trip. It's called iExit. iExit. And it tells you what's coming up in the, you know, upcoming. It has food, rest stops, um, recreation, attractions. attractions, hospitals, all that stuff. It's very good. So everything at your fingertips. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, Lindsay, what's the part that, as an experienced traveler, even you go, okay, I have to be prepared for this? The hardest part is, I agree with you, um, is packing. And I go over, I have a list I'm a list maker. So I have. If you ever want to make a copy of that, I can post a picture of it on the podcast page. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I do have a list in my phone and I go over it 
as I'm packing. So um, Tell we, us about your list. this is down to a science now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so impressed because that is good. The I need that. I never have a list. <laughs> Or I lose it. I mean, I right. to put a ski list in my ski stuff. You lose the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on the list is toys. So his favorite toys, um, which are not really always toys. He loves to read. So um, And he has the first words book, the first 100 words, and he mm-hmm. loves anything with wheels. Mm-hmm. So um, he goes right to the page with transportation and points to the airplane over and over, points to the train. So those are, I'd say, anything with transportation, any cars, anything with wheels, um, we always pack that. And he has a blue bunny that he sleeps with, so we always have so to... So it's his comfort object. That's right, that's like his, like, his lovey, mm-hmm. so that goes. Um, I also make sure to pack um, sheets so he can smell his sheets from home. So are they clean sheets? Clean sheets okay, from home. Okay, but they still have the nice home smell. Okay. Right. They're okay. still his. They have the pictures of the alligators on them that he recognizes. Mm-hmm. So um, when we go to a hotel and they take out the pack and play, it's not the hotel bedding. It's his bedding. Nice. Um, we also bring his blanket. Uh, food. Jake loves to eat. He's the first one at the snack table at Benetora. <laughs> Yes, he is. So, um, yes, we pack lots of food, lots of snacks, and that's what keeps him Trick question. Healthy snacks or fun travels? You know, like, I'm a healthy eater, but when I'm on road trips, bring me the chips, bring me the cookies, bring me the candy. It's the snacks he always eats. Okay. So um, they're from Whole Foods. They're generally healthy. Okay. I mean, he has his puffs and stuff like that, but, um, yeah, I try not to let him eat junk on the road or at home it could cause general. stomach problems too. right yeah, good point. Good yeah. Point. so just to me once <laughs> my advice is anything that they're already used to so the cds that they're used to the books mm-hmm. that they're used to so anything that's comfort from home um so packing's the hardest yeah. part yeah. it definitely is it's like is. moving mm-hmm. your home and your family yes on this adventure with you right in okay. a small little space <laughs> yeah well that was the next question so on this list of all these things you're packing it does are you a big packer or are you a no, condensed packer. I'm a minimalist. Efficient. Okay. Very much of a minimalist. Um, I don't just throw everything in there. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask everybody the question, and then we'll put Ting on for her thing that she, um, you know, that makes it a struggle. But in terms of the clothes that you pack to have at your fingertips, um, because of course, flying with kids, you know, Miss Amy always says, make sure you take an extra shirt for you because you just <laughs> never know if someone's going to get sick on you or have an, a, a diaper explosion on you. Mm-hmm. So what, what are the tried and true secrets of what does he need for the travel time? Not what goes into the suitcase that you're not going to open until you arrive. Um, Lindsay. I always pack a warm outfit and a cold outfit. In the diaper bag. So you never know what when we the get off the plane and it's freezing, he has his cold outfit. If it's hot, he has his warm outfit, just, you know, in general. Um, and then, yes, I always pack something for me and um, a lot of extra diapers. Diapers. <laughs> I, I know one story, and it was a horrendous one, of a mom who was on a flight that didn't change planes, but it had a layover. And she got off the plane to go in the walking area with her with her toddler. And for whatever reason, she left her diaper bag on the plane. And um, and the plane took off without them. Oh, no, and no. there she was in the airport with 
only, with no diapers. I mean, she didn't have anything at her fingertips, nor did she have her magic bag. So I think she had her purse. But um, she managed it and got through. But it was that catastrophe of, you know, like, how many diapers do you need in an airport? And there are some airports now that have diaper vending machines <laughs> with different sizes. So you can just pick, you know, size or one, you two, just borrow it from moms with or strollers. Or you borrow, yeah. yeah but <laughs> exactly. I thought that was really interesting. So I'm sure somebody wrote a letter to the airport saying, "Hey, how about we this idea?" This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you need for the travel piece in terms of Mila's? Um, cl- how many outfits do you need? I mean, is it like is in it the disaster? car? Uh-huh. Um, well, it's easier because we stop always overnight. So I have a couple outfits to change, and she's kind of a messy eater. So I always have at least two outfits for just like comfy, like sweats. I put her in like long pants in the car for because the AC and stuff like that. And I have a jacket, and I have her blanket, and just you know, I just. I bring everything. <laughs> I mean, her suitcase. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the beauty of road travel is you really is, can like, bring yeah, a lot. Exactly. Okay, Ting, I, what do you need on the airplane <laughs> to fly to China? I'm the opposite of a minimalist. I, you know, pack everything I can. I try to bring as much as possible on the and plane. And you carry it? You don't ship it? Um, I mean, I, I'll have some checked in already, but on the plane, you know, especially on a long flight, you'll be surprised how many outfits they need on a, you know, 30-hour flight. Maximum number you've needed? Five? Um, on the way back, you know, in December with Sammy, he changed six set of outfits. Six? Wow. We were eating, you know, to drinking formula. Some, somehow on the airplane, the pressure changed, so the formula will spill out. Sure, sure. Um, and we... Literally went through all the outfit I packed, and I'm glad I packed that many outfit. Wow, wow. And you know, with multiple kids, you just, I have a big like diaper bag I carry with me, and I have a roller. You know, mm-hmm. I have a you know small suitcase that I carry, uh, and. I think it's a great tip that you always pack something for you because, you know, there were times I was uh, drenched with orange juice or milk or, you know, not a dirty, you know, poop situation it's, yet. But, poop is know, gonna happen. <laughs> but, you know, it's a good idea. You always bring something for you. But I always pack like more than what I think I'll need. So if I look at, okay, this is like 20 hour flight, he probably will go through five diapers, I'll pack 10 <laughs> just in case. You know. Do you have a list? Uh, I didn't have a list then like I get really stressed thinking about you know the trip I think the worst part of traveling is you expect what's going on on the trip and you scare yourself even that oftentimes all this scare are not going to happen so my husband suggested making lists to help you to think you know whether you know you forget something and now you know I'm just not a list maker either I have the list there but I'll get stressed over that list I will tell you from a teaching point of view lists (laughs) are for the visual learners if you are not a visual learner it makes no sense um we we work differently. We work with post-its. We work with reminders. We do a different. We have different strategies and systems. But for the list makers of the world, if they work, if it gives you peace and comfort, um, and if it keeps you from having to rethink, like Winnie the Pooh, and rethinking it every time you do it, go with the list. So what's on so your list? So I come down with like, what's the most important thing? If I have our passports, 
that's good, right? You know, and if there are um, the diapers is a must, but you know, I think everything else you can probably manage to get it somewhere. The worst case, you forget. <laughs> okay, so inter- tips for international travel um, and just how to stay organized with the passports, with your credit cards, with I mean, anything about that that that's just that's different with kids than. You know, you, you put everything together and in your bag, you have an area that can be easily accessed to take out your passports, you know, all that. Do the older um, boys carry their passports? Oh. No, no, I don't let them do that. I take care of that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's fun that especially when kids are a little bit older, they are excited about the trips and you let them be involved. Don't them don't let them pack a big suitcase for them, but I let them, you know, pack a small bag, you know, the toys they want to carry and maybe some snacks they want to, you know, eat on an airplane. So get them involved and, you know, that help to Come down and nervous. It gives them ownership. It gives them participation. It gives them a sense of control over that thing that feels like their like their world is out of control because it's changing. So yeah, I think from three on, by all means, letting them be full partners in this, and even not just packing that bag or having their own bag or their own backpack, but having something a projection into what are we going to do in China? You know, what are we going to do on the trip? What do I want to see? How is this trip about me? Um, And the same thing when you go to Disney or, or on the road trip is, you know, to have these connections that teaches them sort of how to perceive and experience this whole new world that they're going to be experiencing. Okay, and then when you get to China. Um. <laughs> it's different because you have family. So yeah, right, you, can, yeah. you have a lot of support there. And I also think that in any vacation with kids, you got to lower your expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, you know, when you are going to a new place for sightseeing. Like for me, I want to see everything. I want to go here, go here, like have my, you know, things I want to do there. But with the kids, you got to just somehow let go with the flow like there was one day in Beijing I really wanted to take kids to like two different parts of the city to let them to see different things but they decided just to run you know in front of uh, the Tiananmen Square and we spent like a couple hours there they were just running around you know looking at lots of different people and it's fun for them and I have to change my plans and that's fine you know okay so I'm coming to everybody on how you have how you've had to change your plans but it's 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 so hard I mean you know you're gonna your boys are gonna come back to China so that thing you're not seeing you know will be there the next time Um, but when you're going to a place once and you know okay we're never gonna see this and letting go of that that's a real challenge but I think with parents it's 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 it is about the children and the children's experiences and you know you can try to finesse it and take the edge off the hunger the tired the the rambunctiousness so that you can fit in some of the things you want to but I think it means being really really flexible yeah good advice Lindsay how have you had to adapt based on Jake's mood or the day I mean, we've been to places from Disney to California. And at Disney, you know, I would love for him to go on all the kids' rides and have the experience. And I know it's going to be there. Disney will be there. And we have passes, so we'll be back. So um, our first trip, I tried to cram as much in as possible just because I want him to be exposed. I know he's not going to remember this, but it's just the sensory and being in the moment. Um, So... You know, he got tired and fell asleep in the stroller. And I said, you know what? 
it's time to go back to the hotel. Let's go take a nap. So I go with his mood. Um, It's not about my husband and I anymore and what we want to do. It's about Jake. (laughs) Okay, and I'm coming back to the hotel question because how you arrange your hotel and accommodation setup, I think, is another huge challenge um, for traveling. Michelle, um, when you had to adapt to Mila's mood or plans? Um, Mostly it's been in the car like I usually it's like we're going to this we're going to stop here and we've had to stop like a couple hours earlier than we wanted to because you know she needs to get in the room and get out of the car you know they can only stay stay in the car seat for so many hours and then after a few of those hours keep going by she's you know you're done and nobody wants to be in the car at that point so we stop and it may take a little longer to get to our destination but it's better so in the long run. You just keep that destination arrival time it's really all open about and mindset when you're yeah. driving. You know, you got to know that there's going to be crying, there's going to be a lot of stopping, and you just you go based on what she needs. Okay, so my next question, because this is a big one, keeping them in car seats or plane seats um, for extended periods of time. Any tips on that? Because that's not, I mean, Jake's a little bit, um, you know, he's a visual child as well. So he likes sitting and watching and he's great with fine motor. So he's, he's I think he's he'll sit longer than the average bear. But um, Mila's active and likes movement and your boys. So tell, so tell me secrets to keeping them comfy in a confined setting. So we try to plan our flights around nap and sleep time. So if I know that, you know, we're going to go to California, which we do pretty much every year, that's a five, six hour plane ride. He typically will only get up twice during that entire flight because <laughs> Michelle's, <laughs> Michelle's mouth just <laughs> dropped. Well, only, because, so nice. <laughs> only because it's his nap time. So if he naps for two to three hours, there's half of the flight right there. Yeah. Then the other half, he's reading or he is eating or reading or eating. And that's that's what he does. That's I mean great. And he and when he gets older, I mean he'll be able to do puzzles and he'll be able to do stickers and, I mean, and a, keep in mind color forms stick on windows on airplanes and they peel off. So yeah. that's my favorite tip because you can stand on your window ch- seat and play at the window, which is which is nice. Right. Um, and, and I also like masking tape and 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 tape a roll of tape, colorful tape on it can play on it on, on your tray table for a long time. Long time meaning ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then I'd say a good hour of the flight, he's looking at the person behind us mm-hmm. who's probably sleeping, but mm-hmm. he thinks they're awake and he's and waving smiling. at them and smiling and yeah. Yeah. he's very social and cheering. So you know, the people that sit next to us, um, we've only had one person that's been a little obnoxious sitting next to us that did not care for Jake. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I know he's a really good kid, and I know the next one when that child comes is may, may not be the same. So. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Um, so keeping, tell us about your boys sitting for long periods of time, Ting, and my, how each might be different. My boys are really active, but surprisingly, we've been very lucky on the flight. They just do their own things on the on the flight. It's been like really easy. I would say the flight part is you know not as bad as people think. You are stuck on that airplane for so long. Um, you know the uh, the older kids they can. I let them use their iPad, and 
the worst part is they want to touch the tray table. And then they're bouncing the chair in front of them. Constantly, yeah. <laughs> and there are people on the plane, I think there are people who just hate kids. When they say that you bring a baby or young kids on the plane, they give you a dirty look. There was one time when Josh was a baby. He didn't do anything. We were just sitting there, just got on our plane. And the guy in front of him turned around and said, can you tell your kids not to kick the seats? It wasn't even started yet. You You think that was kicking? Wait for this. So, you know, there are situations like that. And you, you know, as parents, you have control over your kids, do the best you can do. And, you know, ignore other people. And support other parents out there. Kind eyes, a kind word, just something that says, I've been where you've been. Because there will be people, and we do, unfortunately, live in a world where travels become more rigid and people you know people and I, I don't know I'll never understand families that get thrown off planes because their children are acting like children so you know um, all we can do is be our best advocates for a kinder gentler go ahead Lindsay I have one more piece of advice um, going up on the plane and descending on the plane mm-hmm. give milk <laughs> that saved our life um, when he was taking a bottle We'd give the bottle, whether he was hungry or not, just yeah. sucking, so the ear popping, yeah. and then going down. I know some people do snacks, and when they're older, some gum. but um, And pacifiers. And, or and pacifiers, things anything that, that, that promotes sucking. Suck. Absolutely. Yes. Great. Um, that prevented a lot. Well, because, I mean, I remember one time I was on a flight, and a little girl was crying inconsolably for the descent. And luckily, that was back when, when flight attendants were kind as a general rule, and she said, I'm so sorry that she's loud. Her ears are hurting. She's in pain. And um, and and then, of course, the little girl threw up because, you know, she was, because there was just so much stress and anxiety and, and, and physical pain. But, you know, we needed somebody to remind us she's not just being a bratty, um, child who's not whose parent is out who doesn't have control of this situation. So parents do the best they can. Yeah, and Mila, keeping her confined and sitting. Just keeping her distracted. I mm-hmm. think um, you know, looking at stuff out the window, giving her a book to read, going back there with her, reading a book to her, yeah. letting her play on the iPad. And know. do you walk on the fl- Do you walk up and down the aisles on a flight if you if you need to? Well, if you can. I've only been on a plane with Mila when she was four months old. Okay, so, so you're we did, tipper. yeah, okay. we, okay. we did walk with her, but, you know. And what about walking out of their seats? Does that open uh, Pandora's box that's like, oh, now they want to walk more? We, you know, with our long flight, we had to do that. Okay. I mean, and I think um, international flights are, are far more accommodating for standing right, and, yeah. and lingering and around. If you can't get in the first class, I think, you know, a good suggestion or from my last several experiences, get the back seats so there are like you know it's easier to go to the bathroom and there are more room in the flight attendant area you can just stand there with your kids and oftentimes they are very friendly they will talk to your kids and uh, uh, you know my kids were really excited to get the you know the flight patches sure, and sure. put on their shirt and you know that's and great advice I never heard that before pick the back of the plane because right. everybody's like I got to get off of this plane as fast as I can and my other suggestion for children who are very mobile is if you are traveling with somebody don't go on with your child first <laughs> send the send your flight partner on with 
all the baggage and the mm. stuff and the bags and let your child, why sit in a seat an extra half an hour if you can avoid that? But That's And right. then if you have the option of walking, walk while your child is in a great mood. So then four hours later when they're going to be falling apart, people will always know, oh, that's the little boy that was just walking down the aisle being so adorable, and now he's struggling. So, Okay, so now let's talk about sleeping accommodations, hotel rooms, suites, having a child trying to fall asleep at 7 o'clock when you're, you're not ready to sleep and you're all in the same room. So, Lindsay, how do you plan accommodations when you travel? I'd love to have multiple rooms, but we have one room, and we stay in hotels typically. Uh, he's, Jake sleeps in a pack-and-play or the hotel crib. I order it ahead of time. Um, before we book any room, I ask two questions. A, does it have a bath? B, is there a pack-and-play or a crib available? Perfect. Because if it's not, we're not staying there. And a bathtub is such a great... The bathtub, yeah, because he does not take showers. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's a necessity. I also have a travel bath mat that we bring just for travel. Oh, she's good! So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that stays in the suitcase. Um Jake thinks it's a sleepover party when we stay in hotels because he's in our room and he's not in his own room. So I know to put him down earlier and expect him to stand up and dance in his crib and scream and play and have a good time, and then he goes to sleep. So if your child does that, you know, it's a good idea to put them to bed a little bit earlier with the expectation of them staying up. They need extra time. Yeah. Yes. And then do you have to tiptoe around for the next three hours after he goes to sleep? or he's- We pretend to sleep, and once he's asleep, then we turn on our phones or our iPads or watch the TV at a really low volume. Mm-hmm. So you just know you're going to have quiet, relaxing evenings We when do you're tiptoe traveling. when he's sleeping, yeah. and then once he's actually in a deep sleep, that's when we have fun. That's when we have fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bring, bring we celebrate. Refreshments. Yes. Okay. Room service. <laughs> Michelle, um, how do you pick roadside hotels? Okay, so we always have to kind of prepare ahead because we have dogs. So we always call a couple hours before we're ready to stop. Do you have, can we, do you take dogs? Now we have to say, do you have a crib? Because um, we if we're going to Virginia, we don't. We try not to bring the pack and play because we don't need it because there's a crib up there for her. Um, uh, so we have to have that. And we, if it's possible, we try and at least get one bedroom and a living room because okay. it's just more space with two dogs and the baby. And then that way, if she she doesn't go down easily if she's not in her crib. She's very regimented. She goes into her crib at you know same time every night. She likes to be there. So any place else is just she's gonna cry for a while. So I have to know that. And usually we're stopping at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. She's already fallen asleep. She gets in there and she she's a little wired. She Second goes wind. a little crazy and yeah. then we put her down and she cries for like 10 minutes and then she goes to sleep. Sometimes we do have to have one room because it's just all that the option is that we have. And, you know, she finally falls asleep exactly like you do. We, we are quiet and then we'll maybe put on like an iPad and watch something on right, there right, instead right. of the TV just Thank in case, techno- just I mean, in case. And technology is such an easy help 
aid when so we much. are traveling. I mean, we <laughs> use our device. I mean, we probably use our devices a lot more traveling than when we're not traveling. So, yes. you know, I think we should we shouldn't be questioning that for our kids. Um, though I am a strong supporter of games and 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 observing people and all those other things, but we might be, we can that might be a whole nother conversation. Is mm. games and activities while you're traveling? So I have no idea if we got everything in. Um, so I want you to just take a like do a quick like reflection on any other sanity savers tips things you know better than anybody else out there um, and then we can go to our wrap up um, you know I, we did accommodation sanity savers any if there are any games that you know that are that you loved I mean your boys are older are there any games that you play you know that that those family games those you know the license plates the I spy the can you find a man with polka dot pants in the airport you know like scavenger hunts I mean there's a lot to go into with that um, or sibling dynamics you know of we're traveling with a friend or without a friend <laughs> that's what you want to spot but anything else anybody wants to add when you have like one kid or multiple kids that totally change the dynamic so you're hoping that you, you, the ideal situation is the kids are playing nicely they entertain themselves but oftentimes they're not so I do bring lots of toys and the books with me. Um, there was one time I brought Legos that, you know, like small pieces. That's probably a, you know, a bad idea. That was a bad idea. started throwing up an airplane. <laughs> Lego party on the airplane. Yeah, but, you know, bring toys yeah. and, and, you know, books, games. Okay, so when, um, because you're the only person in the room that has more than one child, um, but there's no question that siblings can get into it in confined spaces and when their routines are upset. I mean, you know, I remember fighting with my brother in the back seat of the car all the time and thinking my parents loved going on vacations with us. And that's the other thing I want to say is this is this is a lot of extra work. This is like taking your parenting game and doing it in a whole nother context. But I will say, you know, from your child's point of view, they don't know how stressed you are. They think you love, you know, <laughs> their questions, their nagging, their bickering. Um, and it's just part of life. So um, those good memories are all still happening for your children, even though you um, want to have like you know, like a little toe wagon with one child in each wagon behind the car so that they can't smack each other in the car seats. But um, any any sibling tips, Ting? It's just like when you are at home, you, you know, as parents, sometimes you let you have to let them figure out what's going on, you know, among them. Um, but I decided not to take a four-year-old and a two-year-old together, you know, on our trip anymore because that really made me stressful. Um, but in December, I took my six-year-old and the baby. The six-year-old was so helpful. Yeah. And I'm going again in summer just with the baby. And I was, like, wishing I could take my six-year-old, oh, nice. you know. Okay. And that um, is something that there that some there will be certain ages and stages where I think you have to modify your plans completely. And it just does say, get you know, easier. This is not the right age or the right age for me to take my child, you know, to someplace where there might be a lot of crowds or a lot of busyness or whatever it may be. Okay, so the wrap-up. You guys got this. I mean, you all have amazing experiences traveling with children. Um, so what do you know that will have you fearlessly uh, plan for any of your next vacations coming up? You got this. Ting. 
as long as you don't lose your kids. <laughs> and it's okay. Have fun. Yes. There, it really does come down to that. Have fun and don't lose your children. <laughs> is, is that all you want to say? Yeah, have fun. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. Lindsay. She's you referring to, to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, basically the same thing. You know you're going to get there. To have the right mindset, you know there might be bumps on the way, but just try and enjoy yourself and have fun. And you know you'd say you're that gonna have fun and, and you're take gonna care have of yourself along the way. Yourself. Like yes. don't keep pushing yourself yes. to do more and be more. <laughs> don't try and be perfect, and it's not gonna be. It's gonna Love be it. messy, and just embrace, embrace it. Embrace the mess. <laughs> you got it. Okay, Lindsay. Try not to have any expectations. <laughs> yeah. 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 How how do you do that? Very carefully, <laughs> <laughs> because you ha- you not, you're a planner, but you don't have the expectations. So just ex- if you can, just say one last thing about you know you have your list and yet do the best not- you can. I mean, make your list if if that's what works for you. Do what works for you. Plan ahead of time if you can, and if something doesn't go the way you want it to go. There's always another chance. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you listen to all the travel shows or read the travel books, that's kind of the secret to traveling is the unknown, the unexpected, and the uncertainties. So it's like, go for it and know that whatever's going to be will be. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Thank you very, very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.